Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily, everybody. Uh, happy to provide some general market commentary here with not only precious metals, but in the junior mining space with our good friend David Erfley, the junior miner junkie himself. Uh, this is going to be somewhat of a, uh, a preclude to the uh, FOMC announcement meetings announcement on Wednesday. Uh, hopefully, Dave, we get a little bit of clarity, but... Who knows? Who who knows what they'll say? Let's start with the precious metals, then let's talk about you know what could be. Uh, Monday morning, uh, we had another bank failure, second largest bank failure, uh, which was pretty much expected. It it was expected, but I I think they did a pretty good job of hiding that they were looking for a bidder, somebody to come in and buy this thing. It happened. That happened pretty quickly. I think I thought they did a pretty good job keeping that under the table. Well, the Fed had that had that special meeting, you know, on Friday, and that's what they were discussing what they were going to do. And you know, then then they then they just had a had a a bunch of banks bid on it, and um, J.P. Morgan was the winner. <laughs> and now the you know the, the the banking system gets even more and more concentrated, which is basically the goal, you know. I, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I, I think that's that's the goal is to concentrate the banking system. And, um, you know, it's 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 something that I, I think is, is going to continue. You know, we know that this this uh, this uh, a crisis of confidence in the banking system, which is what they're technically calling it now, is far from over. So um, and, and the gold price is just hanging around two thousand bucks here waiting to see what the fed is going to say after they hike another 25 basis points to make credit contract even more, you know, and the higher they raise rates, the more dangerous it gets, you know, um, and, and all these indicators they look, they look at are lagging indicators. And then they just keep raising until something breaks. Um, and you know, something else is, is going to happen and we just don't know what and, and when, but it's, it's, it's going to be banking related. And um, the gold price is, is starting to price all this in. Um, you know, uh, it went up almost $500 in six months. You know, that move's got to consolidate. And um, it's, it's technically overbought on a weekly basis. So um, it's hanging around 2000 bucks here. And I wouldn't be surprised to, to whatever the market, however the market reaction is to, to whatever the Fed says after, after they raise rates uh, another quarter a basis, another 25 basis points. I think the gold, uh, it'll be a catalyst strong enough to either take the gold move to the gold price, a hundred dollars in, in either direction, either towards, um, you know, um, strong resistance at that 2100 area or strong support at 1900. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. to see that, um, be a catalyst for a move for a hundred dollar move in either direction, basically. Well, before we talk about you know what would cause either one of those catalysts, I, I do want to put things into perspective. We've had in the last uh, few weeks, we've had three bank failures. You know, uh, Silicon Valley, Signature, and now First Republic. There are over forty eight hundred uninsured commercial banks in the United States. So if they want to really kind of shrink this pot, they've got a long, long way to go. <laughs> Absolutely, so I, I can yeah. understand why people uh, think that, but I don't know if it's in the wheelhouse for 
the you know the federalities to actually see to it that happens that's a that's a lot to take we could have a conversation i have no, I have no idea why we have so many banks when our neighbors up north i think have half a dozen which is pretty interesting but i don't know so let, i want to talk about this gold price so we could see a, you're thinking a hundred dollar swing either direction let's start with why would it be bearish? What could happen for the Federal Reserve if they announce on Wednesday to make this thing drop? And I'm assuming not only higher for longer, but we'll continue to we'll continue to increase. Well, the market's already priced in a quarter a quarter basis point hike. That's that's baked into the cake. But what but what everybody's waiting to see is when is the Fed going to pause and when is the Fed going to pivot after the pause? So if you know if if they come out and say you know because because um, the stock market has been behaving pretty well here because they're expecting a pause also. So if they come out, if, if, if Powell comes out and hints that there's going to be one more interest rate hike, that is not priced in. So that could, that could do it. And with, with the, the gold price being overbought and being towards massive, uh, you know, multi-year resistance level here. And also, you know, if you take a look at any, any commodity that's that has three that has three tries at a at a multi year resistance level, the third try usually fails. So this is the third try at that two thousand twenty one hundred resistance area, which has been resistance for twelve years. So you know it's it, it, it's it's flying up here in rarefied air right now. We've had back to back all time high monthly closes, yet on Friday. The gold price, uh, the f- gold futures, uh, came within ninety cents of closing above two thousand dollars on a monthly basis, and I, and I've been saying for a while now that that uh, the market has to see that to start pricing in a floor at two thousand, which w- w- which would build a base to finally get a monthly close above twenty one hundred, which would be a technical breakout, and um, I really don't think it's going to happen here uh, in, in this try, so. I'm leaning more towards the gold price coming down to that 1880, 1900 level again, um, where there's where there's pretty strong uh, support. It's also uptrend support from the the triple bottom um, at uh, at sixteen twenty back in back in November. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, and, and also I'd kind of like to see that because it's it's really overbought here, and if we get, get a breakout here while it's overbought, it'll get extreme overbought, and then we'll have a sharp move lower on some profit taking. So um, for this to be a healthy, for a healthy base to be built around this area, I think that that 1900 area probably has to be tested again, you know, um, and, but who knows what's going to happen because something can come out of left field, of course, and, and provide a catalyst to take the gold price up through 2100 at any time. Um, so but uh, but the action of the of of the of the gold stocks are kind of hinting at that, so I wouldn't be surprised to see it. Okay, I, I want to get your thoughts here on silver because that was one hell of a move. I mean, there was volatility in gold in the last couple of weeks, but there was a heck of a volatile move in silver uh, yesterday or, or Monday after news. Kind of people absorbed the idea that J.P. Morgan was buying. Uh, First Republic for a heck of a deal. Uh, those that the optics of that fear, banking failure fear, came in once again. Silver roared past twenty six dollars up north, came about twenty six dollars twenty cents. 
then manufacturing numbers came in a little bit better than expected. I wouldn't get too <laughs> excited about it. And there was a $1 swing. That thing went back down to $25.20. I uh, even got a little bit lower. I, I mean, this that was such an insane move. Now, I can understand, you know, we've been talking a lot about the open interest on silver here on the podcast and how many, uh, you know, contracts are out, are out there live. It's way exceeding the actual physical metal in the market right now. But, you know, you're watching this. I mean, is that uh, is that concerning to see just such a volatile one-day move? I know we don't want to take – we t- take one day for a grain of salt, but, man, when something like that happens, you're just kind of sitting in the back of your seat wondering. Well, not really because we're all waiting for Fed Day, you know, Wednesday. That's when the volatility is really going to start. And then, you know, right after Fed speak, you're going to – the next day, you're going to have the ECB uh, decision. They're expected they're, – they might raise 50 basis points. And then – the day after that, you're, you're going to have the non-farm payrolls report for the U.S., which isn't isn't baked into the to, to the to the uh, the Fed uh, decision on Wednesday. So you know you're going to see a lot of volatility this week, and it's really going to start ramping up on Wednesday. But what gold and silver are doing is is they're working off uh, overbought situation by trading sideways here. And um, what silver did was it. it it rose right up to its upper weekly Bollinger Band, and then you saw profit taking come in for for, for for traders who were just waiting for the for, for uh, the, the reaction to Fed speak on Wednesday. They don't want to be overextended, you know. Um, and, and if you look at the, the the gold price, it's it's doing the same thing. So no, it, it's it's not it's not really shocking to me, and, I, and it also happened on lower volume too. So um, you know, we're all basically waiting for the Fed. Yeah. Is the junior mining market waiting for the Fed, or is that just kind of waiting for interest? <laughs> well, the, the the junior sector is waiting for a a, a floor to be built at two thousand, as opposed to a twelve year ceiling. Um, you know, because a lot of these juniors are still ridiculously undervalued in relation to the gold price, and um, basically the big reason for that is. That uh, ten uh, a decade ago, uh, generalist investment capital left this sector, and they've yet to return. If you look at the volumes, they're still extremely low. Um, we did have some nice volume rises during that bank. You know, when the when the uh, the latest banking crisis was announced at the fir- at the, uh, the first week of March, we had some 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 uh, some nice volume in, in in quality juniors, and now the. Uh, the profit taking that's coming in from those moves are on much lower volume. So I'm starting to see, you know, signs of accumulation happening in this sector, spark money accumulation, but you know, it's not going to move. We're not going to have those, you know, those, those big, huge 20, 30, 40% moves, you know, in a, in, in, in a few days and, or in a week in this sector until we see the general's capital come back into this space. Um, we're just we've just been trading amongst ourselves. You know, there's a lot of savvy traders in this sector and they and they go over every nuance, every small nuance of each company and jockeying for position to get the right price before this explosion happens. I mean, if there's a company that's going to raise money and the market knows it, it's going to sell it off. It's going to you know, it's going to front run that that financing. And um, if, if you see, you know, good drill results from a company and it's sold off, it probably means that that company is going to going to need to raise money in six months or 12 months. And the, and the market knows this. 
So we're not going to see these strong moves until that generalist investment capital comes in because that generalist investment capital doesn't follow those little nuances like all, you know, like, like the savvy, you know, resource uh, investor does. So once we get that, that, that less intelligent money into this sector, we're not going to see those strong moves that, that, we're, that we were used to during the last bull market. Uh, you published your weekly newsletter out uh, Friday afternoon. I noticed uh, there weren't any new trades uh, for the week. I'm just kind of curious generally, are you sitting there waiting for some sort of clarity before you start deploying more cash or are you looking for entrance into new positions? You know, I mean, and that's not just a junior, junior uh, sector. I feel like a lot of just active investors are kind of sitting here waiting for clarity. It's not just us. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, all these people that are, all these investors um, that are taking all this money out of their, out of the banks, you know, that money's sitting on the sidelines. They're waiting to deploy it. And it, it won't take much of that capital to come into this tiny, you know, resource sector to, to really get it moving. And basically what I've done is, you know, I've recently completed all my positions. I'm sitting on my hands and waiting for this move to take place. Um, we've already had a strong move off off what I could what what I uh, consider to be uh, a major bottom back in September of last year. You know, I, you know, I've, I've been on record as saying that um, the gold stocks have this seven year cycle and they make this major bottom every seven years. In two thousand one, they had a major bottom. In two thousand eight, a major bottom. In two thousand late two thousand fifteen, a major bottom. And in September of, uh, of last year, that was seven years later for a major bottom. And it had all the signs of a major bottom. We had massive capitulation take place in in the junior space when gold failed for a second time at that two thousand twenty one hundred area when Russia rolled into Ukraine. Um, you know, it, it set off capitulation in, in the junior space. So um, I started, a, uh, uh, I had about, I was about 50% cash when, when that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was waiting for signs of a major bottom to start deploying the rest of my capital. And, and, I, and I've done that. So my subscribers, my subscribers and I are basically sitting on full positions, waiting for this breakout to happen, because it's always better to be six to eight months too early than just a, a few days too late in this sector, because when it starts to move, it starts to move quickly. And you don't want to be chasing these things. You want to buy you, you want to buy weakness and you still have a chance to buy weakness here before this explosion happens. And I think we're just on the verge of this explosion taking place. It might take until June until it happens. But I think it's it, it, it's going to happen at some point this year where the gold price makes a monthly close above twenty one hundred dollars. And then the deluge of 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 momentum traders of, of generalist investment capital finally comes into the sector. All right, uh, David, uh, let's touch base here in a couple of weeks and see what the Fed had to say, what the response is, not only in precious metals, but the junior mining sector, what what that has to say following what we hope is a little bit uh, more direction uh, from the Federal Reserve. Uh, We will see. Uh, Good luck this week. (laughs) Uh, You and I might be texting back and forth to see, you know, just what the reaction is and if they were off their rocker or not. But I look forward to that conversation. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. It always is on Fed Day. Yep. All right. That's Junior Miner Junkie, David Erfley. And uh, that's it for today, everybody. Have yourself a 
great evening. We'll be back tomorrow. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.